As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels, and joined with me is my brother, Jaron Daniels. Hello, <laughs> I'm Jaron Daniels. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're, we're glad to be back. We took a nice little hiatus, and we haven't recorded since, like, June, I guess. It was, like, end of June that we recorded last Dang. time, so it's been a while. But we're, we're back, and, uh, and we really appreciate the people that have stuck with us and that are still following us and subscribing and just being avid listeners. Um, it means the world to us, for sure. It's one of those things that we enjoy doing so much, and we just don't have a lot of time sometimes, you know? I mean, we both work full-time jobs. My brother here has a, a my amazing nephew that's six right now, and just there's just so much going on. And then the summers, there's, like, so many birthdays, and there's just so many things going on, and vacations and, you know, whatnot. So thank you guys for... Yeah, and I'd, I'd venture, honestly, to, to say that with all the people I talk to, like, on a professional level... I don't think we're the only ones that are dealing with being busy right now, you know? Uh, it just seems like everybody I talk to is like, dude, I can't even I can't even keep track of what's going on in my life right now. Like, it's just crazy, you know? And that is, that is like he's saying, summer. Just so many obligations and just so much going on, you know? I feel like what, what we do now is kind of like how we used to be in art class. Because we used to love art class in high school, right? But we didn't, like, do the homework. We just kind of went to art class and just, like, went with it. And we always did good because it was a favorite subject of ours, you know? And so we, that's how we are here. We don't do it. We do a lot of research just over years of span of knowing things and hearing things and stuff. But we kind of put it together fairly quick. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you a couple secrets on how we produce this show. Basically, we uh, we show up 
we decide on a, a date and time and we show up and, and we just do a deep dive uh, research for like a couple hours and that's about it. But I guarantee that a lot of our favorite podcasters are probably researching for several weeks on end and really getting to know the subject matter. And, and you know, w- we do our best and we hope we hope you enjoy the show either way. And, you know, one thing we were going to say, too, is we really want to get some input on on what you guys want to hear like what's the next show you want to hear you know i feel like we haven't had enough of that we do get some really great messages and some feedback from our audience and our our fan base and stuff but we uh we want to to you know get some uh some suggestions for sure well you know they always say to be learned you get the gold i've never heard that before but you know what i say to practice makes privy and we just practice every day and the stuff that we enjoy listening to and hearing like literally we listen to podcasts every day yeah so for sure. But we've got a really cool show planned for you today. Um, this is one that I actually have been fiending to do for a long time. It's actually Ooh, one fiending? That, <laughs> it's one that, uh, so originally with the show, I started by myself and don't go back and listen to those shows because it was too far. Nope, we got to do it. You got to hear those little gems. They're awesome. But, you know, episode one, Spring Hill Jack, and I should have waited to do that one because that's still one of my favorite topics. We'll probably revisit that one at some point. But basically, uh, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time, this specific episode, because it's just a weird, weird topic. And there's nothing weirder than, than what we're about to cover. In my opinion, it's just so strange. It's kind of like a, just real quick, it's an, like a thing on it all its own. It's its own thing. It's completely different from any yeah, sort of... Yeah, you can't put it in a category at all. Well, yeah, what I have no idea what you put this under. but it's And that's what makes it more thrilling and more kind of creepy and also really just fascinating. So. so why don't you just tell the audience, what are we talking about today? We're talking about... I don't know, an entity, a creature, a human, a what? That's the question. Sam the Sundown Clown. Sandown Sam Clown. Sam the Sandown Clown, yeah. Yep, and uh, if you haven't heard about this, there's been several other podcasts that have covered this uh, this topic. We're just going to dive into it. We're going to give us, uh, you know, you guys our opinions on what we think it might be. Um, we're going to go down some rabbit holes to kind of try to discover as we go what we think this whole thing was and what this episode really meant you know because it's a very strange strange thing in history and this took place in 1973 so definitely a different time frame as far as what we're dealing with compared to 2022 right dang we weren't even thought of until what 15 years almost well 14 years before that or after that pretty much dang but yeah we're gonna dive into this so we're just gonna pause here and take a quick break and then we'll come right back and go into the sand down clown We're back. Well, hey, why don't you do this, Rome? Just go grab that fancy, handy-dandy newspaper clipping from the early 70s, which I don't know where you're hiding that. You've had that a really long time. Hold on, it's right here. There it is. Oh, my gosh. It's got so many coffee stains on it. You know I like my coffee, so. And let's just, you know, let's talk about what it is. And, I mean, what is this? It's just so fascinating. Yeah, here we go. Let's just dive into it. So here's the account that comes from, actually, originally what this was, was that it was in in an old, kind of like a, what would you call it, those uh, tabloids almost? It's like an old journal, like a UFO journal that this was published in originally back in 1973. Oh, I miss tabloids. It was like Spike TV, tabloids. Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee were running the streets. That was a weird And I time. half wonder if a lot of that stuff in there, like, majority of it was fake, but some of it could have been real. Like, sometimes they sneak in little gems that are real, right? Yep. So it'd be fun to go back and read those. But here we go. So here's the uh, kind of the story as it unfolded. So on a Tuesday afternoon in May 1973, at around 4 o'clock, 
two targets, young children, a girl identified by the name Faye, age 7, and an unnamed boy, approximately the same age, heard a strange sound while they were playing near Lake Common between the Shanklin and Sandown Golf Club and the airport now currently known as the Isle of Wight Sandown Airport. The sound, described as a weird wailing noise, reportedly resembled an ambulance siren. The two targets followed the sound seeking to discover its source, but found when they reached a small meadow that the sound had ceased. That reminds me of like a something trying to call you in, right? Yeah. Like, um, kind of like, you know, how those old fairy stories, even Bigfoot, like Sasquatch kind of does that with the missing 411 and stuff, right? Every movie, every every time I hear a siren, I'm always looking over, especially that weird, creepy old school one, the you think something really scary is Well, and that's the thing, like, you know? if whatever this thing was, which we're going to get into it, but using that sound, like, whatever this thing was, if it was some kind of smoke screen or some kind of, like, weird mind screen, right, of whatever it was, it's like using um, something that, in our context, you know, a siren uh, makes us think of like an emergency or something we need to get to yeah, right or, or avoid too one of those two things right yep so that's kind of weird but so then it says they continued exploring arriving at a wooden footbridge crossing the brook at which point they reportedly spotted a hand wearing a blue glove emerge from underneath the bridge Ew, did you just like grab the bridge and kind of pull himself up sort of thing either that or like did like a weird hand gesture like oh i'm right here like without making a voice but just like oh like i'm here i know we're gonna get into this later because we know this story but that right there is just that's nightmare fuel that's if you see like a blue glove just popping up i just i'm picturing georgie yeah, I have to say it already. We're going to get I'm into it because I, I think that this whole story, and as we as the story unfolds, you'll kind of start to kind of put the pieces together. This definitely was an inspiration for Stephen King's It book and movie, obviously, that, that came after and TV show and stuff. So then it says, The humanoid figure previously described the owner of the hand, a.k.a. subject, uh, reportedly carrying a book as it made its way out from under the bridge after seemingly accidentally dropping the book and dipping into the water to retrieve it. Kind of clumsily, right? Like, it's like, oh, I, I had, so it has this book in it its hand and then it just kind of fumbles like oh whoopsie and you know kind of goofy manner i picture like an Ernest p world kind of guy like right. just like flopping around and just acting all crazy yeah and then it says the subject approached a windowless hut made of some kind of metal and then vanishing inside so that's really strange, right? And then the targets continued along their way for approximately 50 yards, at which point both subject and the wailing noise reappeared. Subject carried the previously described microphone device. Once he spoke into it, the wailing noise halted. By the way, we didn't describe this microphone device, but what it had was like a black box. It was carrying this little black box with a microphone in its hand and kind of like a, a white colored like wire coming from it, which is really strange, right? Even back in the 70s, they they really only built things like, you know, iPhones and, and Apple and stuff is different now. They were the first ones to kind of do white. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was always just black. Everything was black or, or, you know, a different color. But white was never really a thing. So that was always kind of strange in my mind. But, like, what this. kind of electronics, what kind of technology does he have just in the middle of a what was a golf course in an airport area? And it's in this middle of this river that's in between it, right? And, and a bridge. And there's no electronics there. Like, and we didn't have power sources like we do now where you can just throw your phone on it and it charges you can just do this and it, with battery operated there was it had to have like had that. like a huge battery pack like those old school ones that really like news people news anchors and stuff used to have with their with their uh you know and i even back then they had big long cords that were plugged in most times you know what it kind of sounds like is like those old school bomb shelters actually now that i'm thinking about it i just had to think about that because i'm like hey and you guys are gonna make fun of me up at the yin yang right now but grease too i know it's a weird movie sometimes for some people we love there's that a movie. scene on grease too that i actually fast forward because it's too far but he uh he's trying to hook up with his girl that he likes and he's doing this bomb shelter thing let's do it for a country our country, country wants us blue. to 
but he like does this little alarm right and and he's doing the same thing it's like an alarm and yeah. there's a metal shelter what the so heck? so basically once he grabs the microphone he starts talking into it and this is what he says hello are you still there? As the targets draw nearer, they learned that the subject could also speak without the aid of the microphone, although his lips remained largely stationary and his speech somewhat unclear. So it's like this. Hello, are you still there? You know? And so here's one of the weird, odd things. And as I was reading this story, and, and I do suggest that you go through and look up this story, you know, when you have some downtime, I started trying to pinpoint like what this thing could be, right? And one of my thoughts, and this is just, this isn't like, um, I'm not trying to like people that have gone through this, I, I feel for them so much, right? I, I've never experienced this. And it's obviously got to be so traumatic and hard and just a very life changing situation. But the way that it some of these things kind of come together like you'll hear later we talk about that it has like patchy hair um it's got these weird kind of round ears that are not shaped normally and then it also uh talks the way that it does like kind of in a way where it can't open its mouth properly or it doesn't talk you know like a normal person might um i wonder if it's like some kind of person that suffered like a burn victim situation that was totally like you know just totally changed like where maybe they don't have lips anymore and, yeah. and things like that the small ears is a good yeah like you're saying the patchy hair yeah just the strange and it, and it looks like maybe he's wearing a mask of some sort which we haven't really described really what he looks like yet so let me let me go into the description real quick and then we'll continue with uh, the rest of the story but here's the actual description right so he appeared as a humanoid figure of approximately seven feet in height he has no neck to speak of rather his head seems to sit directly upon his shoulders his face features triangular markings for eyes a brown square of a nose and motionless yellow lips according to the only known witness report of the subject it is unknown whether these features are actual facial features or whether they they are elements positioned on a mask or a helmet of some sort. His cheeks and ears have also been described as paper white, while his hair has been identified as both a fringe of red falling upon his forehead and sparse brown atop of his head. His arms and legs resemble wooden slats more than anything else. Hmm. So it's weird how there's like some primitive kind of features with the brand, with the um, wood. You know, yeah. the wood antenna, the wood arms, the wood legs kind of look. And then there's, like, the other stuff. The clown stuff in general is just the weirdest part to yeah, me. Yeah, very gesture-like, very clownish, right? And kind of robotic, too, like, in a weird, strange... Like, that's the other thing. It makes me wonder, is this some kind of creation by some, like, mad scientist? You know, like, kind of like Spring Hill Jack. Me and my brother were talking about Spring Hill Jack uh, off-air. That guy seemed like he might have been... If he was a real person, was some kind of, like, high-tech technological genius from back then right mm-hmm. creating all these things but like imagine if they created like the first android or first robot and maybe that's what this thing was or something you know and then it also says subject wears a green tunic with a red collar white trousers and a pointed yellow hat the hat is adorned with a black knob directly on top and a series of what appears to be wooden antennae at the sides you know who it reminds me of i finally figured it out because I, it's like, it's these little plugs making me think about fast food. I'm like, dang, I kind of want to eat, like, even though we just ate. It's because we're all associated to um, Ronald McDonald, fast which food. is the most famous clown. But then who's the next one? The Jack in the Box character. Oh, yeah. It looks and the like Jack, the Jack in, the in the Box has the same colors as this guy. It has the same kind of very primitive, just puzzle piece face, you know? And I wonder if that's where that came from. Who knows? Maybe that's where it came from. And then it also says that his yellow hat, right, that he wears, seemed to lock into place at the collar of the tunic that he wore. So he wore this green tunic, right? And the collar of it was red. And the hat seemed to lock in place with it, like it connected somehow, suggesting it may be more of like a hood than a hat. And then it says he wears blue gloves and may carry with him a black knobbed microphone with a white flex attached. So that's what I was talking about, the, the white part of it, right? Yeah. So just really strange. And then he had the book or notebook of some kind that he was carrying around that he was writing into. Which, that's kind of cool. Like maybe he is like a, 
maybe it's a time traveler kind of guy that's like from the future even though it seems very primitive i don't know i i would second guess that but the fact that he's carrying a notebook around i guess we'd have tablets or iphones or something and make notes in it but uh maybe it's just i don't know it just seems cool that he has these notes he's has this primitive thing but then he's got some technology and we haven't even gone into the hut yet inside but there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with this guy and what we're reading about is coming from the ghost in my machine.com that's kind of what we're reading from there's a bunch of different publications online and stuff with this but that's what we're reading from and it does say subject is not necessarily a clown despite what his moniker may suggest given that the subject has only been observed once by a pair of small children the clown portion of the description likely arose due to the children uh, having no other uh, frame of reference the most widely accepted explanation of what subject truly is lives somewhere in the realm of extraterrestrial so that's just this you know author's opinions but but yeah it's very strange and the other part that hasn't been said yet is that it had three toes and three fingers so on the weird blue gloves it was just three fingers and then the feet just had three toes on them and i would and i would venture to say the three fingers on both sides was also potentially a burn victim thing but with the three yeah, toes kind of what i was thinking too but then the three toes throws it off yeah because it's, too, it's perfect, too perfect right? it's like how did you get three on three on three on three you know racks on racks stacks on stacks like it doesn't make sense right so there's something strange about him that is definitely primitive and, and it, you know what it reminds me of i'm gonna say it right now because we love this show yeah it was just it kind of engulfed our life for the for few months we were watching it hellier and how yeah. they have those three prong feet they said they looked like large bird feet almost you know and that's kind of what this the drawings like so if you look up the drawings that you know the kind of just the the subject drawings definitely has a very similar kind of foot to what we're talking about where it's kind of elongated and it has these three toes kind of like a bird it's really strange and then basically it says the subject also carried a notebook and a writing implement of some sort which he also used to communicate with these targets however he did not write his sentences with the words arranged in order rather Rather, his words were non-sequential. He indicated the order of which they should be read by pointing to the words individually one by one. Using this method, the target, the child Faye, deducted the subject's introduction saying, Hello, and I am All Colors Sam. By the way, that's so weird. What does the All Colors thing mean? Like, I wonder if it's like a cryptic meaning or... I was kind of thinking as I was reading this, like... Um, spectrum of light right is made up of all different colors and yeah. so like i wonder if he's like some kind of light being or some interdimensional creature and he's kind of giving a hint to that i mean the children won't understand that but as we get older and we start discovering new things i wonder if that's what it was yeah i mean there's there's a lot of weird thought processes with this because like primary colors tertiary colors secondary colors you add all those colors in right dang i actually learned something in school this is crazy <laughs> you throw all that in there those are all three different versions of a color scheme right color spectrum and so again three fingers three toes like maybe he's like some weird prisma creature something that was designed by another entity another alien being something like that maybe he flows through light like how he says he could get out of the aisle because it's an island that they're at right now yeah and but he can go to the mainland of England, yeah he talks right? about having like a camp in the mainland you know and he can just travel to it like no problem it's like what which which by the way i was going to go into the idea that this guy is maybe just some kind of homeless maniac who is dressing strange and doing weird stuff but that kind of nixes that just a little bit. The fact that if if true, what he tells them that he could travel from you know the this small little area to the main island. How in the world could that be possible like for someone split. who's homeless? Like unless he's riding a trip on the ferry, you know, which they probably had yeah. ferries back then. They say he has torn clothes. They say he lives in a hut, right? He doesn't have like a motorized vehicle of any kind, a boat or anything like that. It's in the seventies anyway. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, 
Unless he's getting, like, plane rides for free at that airport right there, you know, from some family member that's, Which like, is possible. Like, so think about the area... I'm that, trying to think logically, yeah. Yeah, think about the area that this was. But anyway, like, this area, so especially, like, think 1973, I mean, you got to think about the context of this whole thing. A lot of parents probably are mortified right now that these children are walking up and talking to some random being that, uh, who knows, right? Stranger danger. You think of all that stuff and how dangerous the world can be today and... Not that it wasn't back then. We had a lot of serial killers in the 70s and 80s and stuff. But back in that day, especially in that area, it's like this is like a seems like sort of a rich area back then. Yeah, like we looked at a golf course like right next door. Resort town, you know? Yeah, it's like almost like a little resort. There's a beach. It's all beautiful. So what is a guy, if it is a homeless person, like, I mean, what is this person doing in that area? Uh, they would have been discovered, in my opinion, like uh, when they find this metal hut, right, that has no windows on yeah. it and stuff. It's really strange. So there's just a lot of weirdness He to sticks this. out like a sore thumb. So yeah, bad. exactly. Like, dude, cops would be all, which again, they're kind of like rent to cops in england i'm just gonna say that but yeah stand back sir or do something drastic what are you gonna do but basically yeah <laughs> no disrespect to our uh british friends no. we definitely have british friends and and you know european friends and stuff and we're just yeah it just makes me laugh on the movies funny. and stuff you know like i'm talking movies right hollywood yeah. you know i'm sure there's great cops over there but yeah so here we go let's talk about this uh the the rest of the story so roman ended with hello i'm all color sam i'm gonna read the oh, next one more thing it. about that really quick just yeah. before you read that i also think that it could just be a very simple thing of like you know in that era i mean not just america everyone makes it seem like it's just america but in that era that's when like you know there's a lot of uh racial divide and a lot of problems going on like a lot of you know um that's true yeah a lot of like uh people are just trying to be equal and all this kind of stuff was happening right and and luckily we, we got there finally but back then i wonder if like he was observing the human race and like seeing like oh you know i'm all colors like i'm like I'm, accepting I, of everything I, yeah exactly like i'm thing. trying not to be a fighter i'm like a lover not a fighter. michael jackson lover not a fighter but this guy kind of reminds me of michael jackson <laughs> yeah like the goofy like it reminds me Hanging of the, out with what's kids, that is, is it say 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 yeah video where he's like they're dressing like clowns and they're doing the like little performance and yeah, like he's holding his his uh, shoulders up high. It looks like he has no neck, and he's doing this weird little jig. Hands with gloves. Yeah, just definitely. All that kind of stuff. Okay, so it says, the targets, which are the kids, asked the subject whether he was a man, to which he laughed and said, no. Then they asked him if he was a ghost. The response at that time was, well, not really, but I am in an odd sort of way. So that's weird, which, too. I am in an odd sort of way. It kind of makes me wonder, like, again, like the whole interdimensional being thing. Like, maybe that's how ghosts kind of come and go, like, in, you know, in their own way. That's very strange. Very but he's strange. definitely leaning not towards man. No, he, he said no instantly, right? He says no. Hmm. So there's some truth to the ghost thing, which I don't know what that means, you know? See, I'd venture with the whole three fingers and three toes to say, yeah, that's not human. No. <laughs> it's not a man. <laughs> yeah. And he said, but I am in an odd sort of way. When asked, what are you then, they said. He replies, you know. No, that's why they're asking, right? It's that we're. It's just so funny. It's like when somebody's asking a question and you just say, you know, it's like, but maybe that's just a cryptic thing. Like maybe it's like we're supposed to be more all-knowing. I kind of want to ask if like somebody, because I've never done this, but like somebody that's been on DMT, if they've had, you know how they always say there's gestures in their DMT um, oh, visit yeah. that make fun of them and stuff? Yeah. Which they're usually a lot more aggressive than Sam the Sandown Clown is. But it's Yeah, this guy a, seems pretty like, you know, pretty nice and pretty docile and stuff. Yeah, but it's kind of a similar description. And I wonder if maybe these kids like snorted up some flowing air of a shroom thing that messed them up i don't know or they're just kids you know how kids are yeah like, we don't know what came like the good that's a good point because we don't know what came before this right we know they were wandering around and you know back in the back in those days you know you let your kids just kind of go explore which is really good for them i love that mm -hmm. but who knows what they could have got into maybe there was like some hallucinogenic flower and we got to think of all these things like look you know we're we're doing a show that's all about supernatural stuff and paranormal stuff and just weird stuff right just unknown things and but we have to be open to the idea that this could just be like a 
a trip of some sort yeah. or something weird like that. Yeah. The story could be very tight or it could or be very wide. Also, you know? I mean, I have a six-year-old, like he was saying, my, my son, and he's six now and he's trying to come at this with this, this child was a seven-year-old describing that this whole entire experience comes from a seven-year-old perspective, right? And, and telling her dad, right? And then her dad reporting it to the UFO journal. So, you know, I just try to think of it that way too. Like, kids don't quite again they don't have all the context they don't have life experience yet and so and they try to sometimes they fabricate things right they tend to elaborate on things that are, are maybe not quite true which makes me it makes it more scary like if it's a pale white face and it's not a mask what if it really is a burned face that's like pale right. and like kind of burned looking? and then they're just putting a screen memory because they were freaked out you know like our brain does that sometimes gives us a screen memory of yeah. look we have our own experience which we'll go we'll into on a different show yeah for sure but but yeah like so i it just makes me wonder makes me wonder get this Subject then invited the targets into this his metal hut, which he said that he made himself through a flap. He brings them into the hut, and there's two different floors. Walls covered in blue and green print with an electric heater. The blue and green print's funny because it's like his outfit, right? But it's also like very 70s. Like I, I kind of yeah. I picture like people's houses being very colorful like that. So like he maybe if he was uh, anticipating guests, like at least he would look like he was like sort of, of the now, like you know, kind of at least kind of fashionable at the time, right? Yeah. And the electric heater is that like the one that's on the wall that like burned us when we were in class that was like from that's the what 70s. I wonder. And you know? and that's the other weird thing is that that adds to him being a physical thing rather than just a he a, needs a heater, right? He needs to be heated to yep. survive, especially like right on the beach, right? You get all that cold air coming in. Plus here he goes with that primitive thing again furniture just made of wood you know he spoke with targets approximately for 30 minutes he's literally talking to these chris hansen where are you <laughs> there's something you should know i'm chris hansen this is dateline nbc this is scary right here this is scary and and so you just brought up the wood thing so the wood thing is really strange it makes me wonder if he's like some kind of elemental because like he needs something of the physical world to communicate to be on this physical world right to in, in order to be grounded enough mm-hmm. like I mean, he's got a wood antenna. They talk about that, right? Uh, that's not a very good conductor, right? The wood thing is like you need to have metal to conduct things. Copper would be probably the best choice. But he's got wood, and then he's got wood slats on his hands. He's got wood or on his arms. He's got wood slats on his legs, and then he also has the the wood furniture. It's like he's trying to ground himself. So there's living ground to just something earthly. And then I, it I gets, like that's but then it gets more. So even if he is like a robotic creature of some sort, that's like half hybrid, half whatever. This is where it gets crazy, right? He's sharing more information with these kiddos, such as his diet. He's like, I I eat berries and he drinks water from the river so he literally needs to drink the living water like water that gives life for every human every animal every creature on this earth you know i see bees drinking water i'm like dude you're like wasting the water you're a wasp and you're gonna sting somebody you might as well get killed right now but But he also says yeah i think in this story that he has to boil it in order for it to be safe for him to drink too so again a very humanistic a very animal i mean animals don't even have to boil their water usually they probably still get sick but humans that's very much a human thing that we have to boil our water so we don't get amoebas and other other problems right this reminds me this next part reminds me of like an are you afraid of the dark episode which i don't know why this is bringing me back to childhood i keep talking about going to class and like the are you afraid of the dark because we grew up in the 90s and there was a lot of the neighborhood we grew up in uh was just fan it was just fun we just had so much fun we just we played night games like crazy we had a lot of friends and there was a lot of clown stuff too back then. a lot of clown stuff especially on those old are you afraid of the dark goosebumps they had a lot of clown stuff going on yeah and it says so he so although he appears to eat a berry although in a way that the targets found unusual because when he goes to eat the berry as he's talking to him he puts the berry in his ear which is very strange he does a conjure up type situation where he it's like he's doing a magic trick right yeah to maybe make the kids excited or something but he throws the berry in his ear and then he he moves his head in such a way where he kind of pushes his head down and it causes the berry to disappear from his ear and then it surfaces back into one of his eyes and then 
That's with, weird. With another head movement, it transports the berry into his mouth. So it's like it's like he's mocking just the the idea of being a normal creature, a normal human, a normal animal. How we have these eye sockets and these like balls have to go into our, like he's almost like saying like I'm not one of you, but I understand what you have like these little. It's just or really funny. because pinball was so big back then, oh, maybe yeah. it's like a pinball machine mask kind of thing. Yeah, that he throws the and it's like literally a mask that he's wearing. But again, this reminds me of Michael Jackson, like Neverland. He's like trying to just like impress kids. Like I, I mean, I, me and Jaren believe one way about Michael Jackson. We actually like him a lot and stuff, and we don't give him a little benefit we think that, of the doubt. Yeah, but. we think a lot of what was told is just like uh, just a lot of lies and stuff. But but still, like this is very much reminding me of like somebody who maybe didn't have a childhood, like a normal one. Again, maybe burden victim, like didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah, you know, I just keep thinking of all these things. So after approximately after approximately a half an hour, the subject bid farewell to the targets who exited the hut and ran to the nearby golf club to tell the nearest adult what they had seen. The adult didn't believe their story. Faye, which is the girl, also later reported when she had seen a workman nearby repairing a post of some sort during her her and her companion's encounter with the subject, but that the workman did not appear to be able to see the subject themselves. So it was still around that same time, and they went it's and told somebody gone, that was right? right there, and it's not there now. The hut's gone and all that stuff. So. so it makes me wonder of like, yeah, like, I mean, when you're a kid, you have a bigger imagination, but also I had more paranormal experiences as a kid than I do now. Like, I had a lot more weird things happen as a kid, right? And and these are very vivid memories, so I know they're real. I know they actually happened. And so it's weird. I hate these. When I hear these kind of stories, it makes me mad coming from an adult standpoint right and hearing a child if a child came up to me and said hey look i just experienced this i'm not going to just shirk them off i'm like oh i'm going to go investigate this like there's a seven foot tall being over here that looks like a clown and you guys interacted with him that's creepy mm-hmm. i'd go right over there and try to figure it out instead of just shirking it off like what in the world it just bothers me but I feel like we didn't get that same luxury sometimes. No, like, people did the same thing to us, where it's like, oh, I don't believe you. Uh, yeah, right? you, you guys are crazy. Like, plus, yeah. like, no, there's like seriously a ghost, right? <laughs> you know, something, whatever it might be. But which spawned the reason we're doing these supernatural podcasts. And then isn't does isn't there this description of his ears and like the patchy brown hair? Because there's there was a part like that that I'd read earlier in the story, and um, it just made me wonder again. I went back to the burn victim thing because there's like this sort of round nubs for ears that they had seen at some point in this experience and. And then there's like this patchy brown hair. And if it's not in there, definitely it's in one of the stories. So it's really strange. I wonder, I just wonder. It's just a very, very strange topic. But what do you think? What do you think he is? Like, what do you think this this character is? Do you, or what are you leaning towards at this point after we kind of went through some of this and kind of... I don't know, but I will say real quick that Stephen King really did take like most of this and made a movie out, made a, a, a killing out of it, which is great, you know? And it spawned a really cool cult classic that everybody's scared of and loves at the same time. But I mean, he changed it enough to be a different enough but i feel like he did get inspired by it somewhere and i don't know if he ever said he was inspired by it but yeah but it's that scene that the scene where i don't know if you guys have seen the tim curry it the original one but there's that scene where he's like down by the river you know and they come over that bridge it's like literally that same thing the kids walk over the bridge and he's down there it looks like a marshy area too it's It's a marshy area so i think he kind of took that and ran with it and then he just made everything else out of it which again it is an alien creature right yeah that can form so i wonder if he was wondering if this was like an alien being of some sort i wish we could talk to steve King, so anybody that knows Stephen King, it'd be cool if we could have a chat with him. And, yes, and in our way, we want to talk to him and Bob Lazar, who look like twins, by the way. Right? Which, shout out Bob Lazar, he's awesome as well. I will say, what I think it is, because that's the question you actually asked me, <laughs> is 
I'm I'm also leaning towards uh, I'm leaning towards something that can interdimensional, not so much alien that can yeah mix it. Just it's not of this world, but it's kind of of this world. Like what he said, hence you know? hence the all colors and and a lot of these beings, especially if they're like somewhat demonic. By the way, we don't have to get religious or anything, but when they're somewhat demonic, it's like they have to tell some of the truth. It, they kind of lie a lot. They lie more often. But Was it nine truths and a lie or exactly, something? Exactly. Yeah, like in the Bible, that's what it says, right? And so yeah. there's there's something to this idea that he's saying uh, I'm not really a man no not really like he laughs about that right and then he's saying like yeah I'm kind of like a ghost but in an odd sort of way you know yeah really strange very beat around the bush life and I wish... the all colors thing I just keep going back to that it's like a light being and a lot of these you know a lot of what we're, we're starting to discover as time goes on is that like we kind of move in a speed of light like when we move on like when we pass on and become the next thing right spirits or whatever it's almost like there's like a light in us kind of thing yeah I think breaking the sound barrier you know how that looks when a jet breaks a sound barrier right and then okay we're tangent here but like how everything uses um, sound waves to we're starting to see that like the 1.6 gigahertz thing which is from the Skinwalker, um, Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch are starting to figure this stuff out. I, I've always believed, and it's kind of cool that they're starting to see this now, that there's sound is the actual thing that allows travel. Right. So I think that this thing can interdimensionally travel, and it uses sound, and that's maybe what that sound thing that he uses is. Yeah. Maybe it's his own voice that does it. And the prisms are the color, so he can actually travel through the time spectrum without having... Bur- maybe he burned up the first time he did it, and that's why he's a burn victim. Oh, yeah. Like, traveled through, yeah. like, and it just caught up the atmosphere and caught him on fire. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of like, crazy. Maybe he's just an alien, and that's why he has three toes and three hands or three fingers right that maybe they're built a different way than we are because there's descriptions of gray aliens that have three fingers right and then obviously the hellier creatures that we talked about earlier have these three toes and stuff so there's something natural going on uh maybe not natural but something from a different world that has three toes and three fingers even there's bigfoot footprints that are three-toed yeah so there's something more natural going on there but definitely yeah definitely the whole idea of like the the splotchy hair and the you know hiding the face with some kind of mask or helmet and stuff to not scare the hell out of the kids right yeah because i mean you see anything scary as a kid that may be natural that somebody went through that's like a you know medical condition They'd or something it's scary they wouldn't hang scary. Ar- they wouldn't hang around yeah so whatever he did he gave him a welcoming feeling at least enough to hang around we were listening to astonishing legends that's a great podcast by the way listen to them they're they're really elaborate and they go into every little facet right and so they're they're fun to listen to because they really break things down scott and, and Forrest, those are good guys mm-hmm. but in their version of this they went back into this topic back in 2020 and um and yeah they were they really went into this all this stuff like really in depth so i think if you really they wanna, google mapped it they found yeah. like where they thought the location would be and all that kind of stuff so it's yeah pretty so cool if you want to get even more than we can really give you um listen to that one because that's a great great episode yeah and the weird dials that was one thing that was really strange oh, yeah. to me what's the dials like what's that all about like and children know what that is like because they see microwaves back then yeah like, it didn't the say it on the thing see. we read but like right. on inside that first level of his hut there's just dials all over the walls so that's kind of weird and then the like level up above was just pure metal so mm-hmm. it's like that literally sounds like a classic ufo that it actually reminds found, me of, you know? of ufos but it reminds me of, of pyramids too because at the tip of all pyramids and obelisks they always have either a piece of metal like a copper piece uh which we do that in our buildings nowadays just to kind of reference that but it's a conductor it's like for some reason energy. to, to yeah. pull in energy like electricity battery something, powered right? something and tesla yeah. was onto something with all this and that's a different topic too and so was benjamin franklin and stuff but yeah like pyramids had like either crystal line um, or they had metal of some sort in that tip of their of their crafts or their um you know their buildings 
A lot of it was pure gold back in the day, which yeah. is kind of cool to think about. Yeah. And that, so that's a huge energy conductor, but so is silver. So that's so that makes you know, me think this is like sort of an ancient creature, like an ancient being of some sort, right? But well, then, yeah, wearing the primitive Wendigo wands on his head, like you know, well, that, that all sort of reminds me of Black Eyed Kids a little bit, and some of these like MIB and stuff, like these things that don't really, uh, they don't necessarily need to wear like stuff that we're wearing, and they always wear like weird clothes, and they don't really care about the clothes. Like the clothes is kind of like a last ditch thing. So the whole like patchy clothes that it's wearing and how it's like oh i only brought one pair like it's all i have you know like also makes me wonder what is this thing it's not human for and sure the, the other two things i'll say is like yes it's a kid that's it's seven year old kids that said it but every time i see ezra my my nephew every year he gets smarter like really yeah. smart and so one more year and he's going to be even smarter than he is now and remember and hold on to more uh memories which it's funny he'll come up to me and say something that he remembers from like two three years ago i know he has the strongest and memory of that stuff I'm like it's when so did weird. you remember that that's crazy like i gotta watch out what i'm doing around you good sir yeah he'll remember but and, then, and by the way shout out to all you good parents out there because you know what we're talking about you know with the the children that you have it's just amazing to watch them grow and, and amazing to, to be those parents and, and just kind of see it unfold and it is true like he'll say something i'm like what are you talking about? And I sit and try to break it down, and it's like it happened. It was like something three or six months ago that happened, and, and I'm like, how do you remember that? I barely remember that. And he has to really go into it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So the validity is what I'm saying is like, you know, seven year old kids. I I tend to believe what they're saying, but if they did fabricate it, yes, that could be the case, right? And we take a grain of salt with this whole thing, but because so many podcasters have talked about this, because news agencies picked it up, I think it's it's pretty. There's some legit something there. There's some factor that's because there's so much to it. Like it's such a deep story. You know, it's not just like the who cried wolf or it's just like something basic that just happens and he well, just and also I, I don't but. think that this would have been as well received or as like it wouldn't have exploded so much if this happened like let's say in America because there is a lot of stigma that happens like in America especially early in the like the 70s 60s and all those times when it comes to like paranormal type situations or just strange things but in England it seemed like I mean there was a lot of like really like strong belief in fairies like there was strong belief in like um, more mysticism in the 70s in England I think than there was like in America at that time, you know? Yeah, they had a lot of cool lore like that, and we just sort of dodged it and just went full like native lore and which was super cool well, we, too. we were still trying to build our country so it was like work first and think about that stuff later right <laughs> let's, yeah let's build this up first but but yeah. it's funny because those things came around to the americas later like a lot of these lores you know but yeah. so there's there's some truth to it is what i'm saying but like yeah. if it is fabricated it could be a burn victim it could be some creepy pedophile guy <laughs> could be some guy that got free rides from you know a, a puddle jumper plane from a friend that you know flew him over to the mainland and he was some homeless guy who knows but what I can say is there's a lot of weirdness to it too as well, right? The three toes, the three hands, the well, and just weird the fact place that, that he's living that in. It was all disappeared when those guys went to investigate eventually, right? Like yeah. The, the, a metal shack is hard to move, you know? And one part we didn't talk about on the one we read is there was another, the actual main clipping of it, which you threw your newspaper clipping away and that's why we're not reading it now. Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember. It came from a, a journal back then and, and you can just search it, look up like the 1973 original journal that it was published in. But what's crazy but, about it is it talks about how he actually tells the kids, he's like, I'm scared scared of humans. He's like, if humans um, come around and they try to fight me, which is a strange comment anyway, he's like, if they try to fight me, then I'm not going to fight back. Like, yeah, I got, I'm gonna he basically get... says I won't fight back, which is, I think, where my mind went when I said lover, not a fighter, is that this guy, whatever he was, was saying that, yeah, he's a, he's fearful of adult humans, fearful of, like, just uh, existing on this planet, which I think is why he was kind of hiding out in a weird place 
where there wasn't a lot of people. Which makes me wonder if, like, he was an entity. He probably had valuable assets like gold, silver in his place, even though he looked more primitive on the outside. And he probably wasn't capable of fighting. It was probably... It's like what you were saying off air. Like, maybe he's like a weird slave creature to something else. Something else, yeah. And maybe he had some kind of weird contract that he had. Like Dobby style. Yeah, like a contract that was maybe a magic contract or like a, a, a soul contract that he couldn't fight. You know, like it was something that would be totally against his being, you know, uh, very strange. And it's weird. Humans are, we are physical, like we're fighters. And that is kind of weird to think about. Like we've just wars, 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 you know, and, but he was but, still seven feet tall. And like back then everybody was, I mean, only the few people like the, how tall was Lou Ferrigno? And that was like Polk back then. Yeah. He was, he wasn't that he was tall like six, though. Eight or six, yeah, nine he was still pretty like tall. That. Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. But, like, everybody else was kind of small. that was one of the most random guys, right, that yeah. was that tall. Hulk Hogan or something. Like, I know yeah. he was pretty tall and stuff. Um, but, like, I've seen Rocky three and he's, he picks up Hulk Hogan. Can you imagine? But, um, so I, I think it's cool. You know, it's very intriguing. And we haven't heard a lot of these stories lately. But he did say, Sam the Sandown Clown said he did draw another creature that looked like him. Oh, yeah. And he showed that drawing to the kids. And he said that this is another version of me, basically somebody else that's around. And so I've always been curious. We both have been curious. What is that being Yeah, that I want to see that drawing. I want to see that, you know, um... He said basically that there's other entities just just like him that exist on this planet, and he drew a drawing, and it was a crude drawing. I wonder if it looked any... Like, I was telling my brother off air, I'm like, what if it looked like a Jersey Devil or like a or Bigfoot Foot or something, right? Or and he's trying like, to say that, like, he's just like all these other interdimensional. What if it was Predator? We just watched Prey, the movie. That was oh, yeah. Cool, cool Crazy movie. movie, yeah. But, you know, you never know what what he actually drew. What if it was Spring Hill Jack? What if it was, uh, you know, any of these, like, hellier little goblins or whatever they are, you know? Or he just drew, like, another version of him, himself that's hanging out in Peru or something, you know, that looks right. just like him with different colors or something. And they're both stranded and he's looking for him. Who knows? So yeah. it's kind of cool to hear. I, I appreciate appreciate you guys just taking the time to hear this because it's it's cool it's like super unique yeah and we would love we really we're trying to get as much feedback as we can from our audience and we would love for you to write into us uh, we have supernatural station 5 at gmail.com if you go there and write us i mean tell us your stories we'll we'll try to cover them on the show but we uh, we want to know your opinions and we'll probably we're going to post on instagram instagram is probably our best place to reach us when it comes to just following us and and communicating with us we check every message that we get on there we'll respond to you for sure we, we'd love to hear your opinions like what is in your opinion what is sam the sandown clown do you have better opinions than we do i'm sure you do you're all smart people out there we want to know like what 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 is your thoughts like for me i mean i was talking to my brother kind of off air but i'm i'm still leaning towards this whole burn victim idea that it's like a a, a homeless person maybe they're wearing gloves that are just have three fingers on it to make it look like you don't only has three fingers or it's hiding fingers i didn't ask you so you're thinking it's human then i'm kind of thinking it's human at this point yeah and i'll say i I think it's someone who who's esoteric someone who has some weird strange beliefs but doesn't fit into society at all and had to go find his own way and so he's like living off the the river and eating berries and stuff and just kind of got shunned by society and maybe there's somebody out there that knows who this person was and if if you do please write to us but i will say the three toes the three hands the three if it was just three fingers it would make more sense that it's a human so but my the toes right the thing i'm leaning towards is that he burned up into the atmosphere when he interdimensionally shifted mm-hmm and he is some kind of interdimensional creature, but that's my so thought there, process. So there are um, other ex- experiences people have had, um, alien experiences, that are very similar to this. And I can't remember them off the top of my head, but there's some that have antennae that look like his that kind of look very robotic. And there's, uh, it's just, I'm lost of what it was called right now. But um, yeah, it could just be an alien race. Well, like remember the grays, you know, the grays are... Yeah now known to based on so many different um accounts that they don't have like human mindset they literally are acting like like androids like androids yeah Yeah. so people think that they're probably half living being 
half robotic sort of android. All you guys, you know, we were me and Roman were born in '88, and I'm proud to say we we're still '80s babies, just barely. But we grew up in the '90s, and that was beautiful. It was so fun. Yeah, fluorescent colors, just awesome time. Good music, good food, good movies, whatever. But the weird thing is, right back in the '90s or early '90s, uh, when people would say, "Oh, the future, like 2022, like in those times, there's going to be hoverboards and all this stuff." That's true. There's not hoverboards right now, but there is drones that are fighting for the military. There's um, camouflage, v- like where they do those little. Um, cameras that just switch the camouflage on the tank so it can yeah. disappear into the background there's face um, recognition face recognition creepy, right? more scary things i'll say yeah um, that can actually harm a lot of us it's almost you guys like, have all probably seen that video of that robot that almost looks like a dog and it it literally just can't so be creepy. knocked over no matter what you do it won't flip over and it's like insane that's the ones i'm saying for you. the military they're literally yeah. they, they're making millions of those which is kind of scary to me yeah um but the last thing that's weird is like a lot of these big engineers especially from china and sweden and everything they're making these robot humans that are like literally like they they're so human, mm-hmm. and they they they're on TikTok and stuff, and they're the the guy that's like managing them is standing there, or the woman, and then they're having this robot talk to people, and it's literally like communicating with people. Yeah, and that's ugh. but yeah. it has skin that like reacts like human skin, and, it smiles, and it's got and like yeah, strange. it's got muscles underneath that they've pre built in, and it makes you wonder of of like yeah, exactly the grays. Like a lot of these experiencers that have these experiences with grays and stuff will describe that. They'll say it kind of it didn't feel human, it didn't feel like it had any soul it didn't feel like it was like alive it felt like it was more robotic but then a lot of times they'll they'll see these ones across the way that are taller that um look more living right the realistic version are the ones that are controlling all these things or it's like a more of a mantis and it's controlling all these things so yeah we're as we go this is what the fun thing about doing the show and and the fun thing about the audience that grows with us right is that as we go we're all going to start to uncover more and more of these things uh thanks to listener stories and thanks to um you know just the future moving forward so we you know we're really excited that you're on on the journey with us on the train right the supernatural station train uh, because we're gonna we're gonna discover more as we go and and skinwalker ranch i think is the forefront of this stuff like they're really they're gonna do every some season, groundbreaking stuff that's really cool if right you now. haven't watched skinwalker ranch you've got to watch it because they're every season they're discovering new things that i'm like how in the world to discover the 1.6 gigahertz thing just blew me away i, I i'm just blown away because i think that's like the key to a lot of the the ufo flight or the, the portals things. right like maybe portals. the portals like it's got to hit the 1.6 gigahertz in order for a portal to happen right and then all of a sudden every time they see that on their radar they see a ufo flying in the sky or uap i don't like uap we keep using no, UFO. ufo we're old terminology but but thank you guys for being here um i will say like please give us a comment reach out to that email supernatural station five find us email. on instagram that's huge too. yeah em- yeah do a lot of instagram dms or whatever because we don't get enough people communicating with us and i'd really like to just pick your guys's brains too there, there's so many good listeners so many good stories out there yeah we want to barely scratching like a tiny surface of we want to do there, some right? listener stories we want to do we actually have some cool ones coming up where we're gonna have to do some live recordings um of somebody that had some creepy doll experiences when they were younger which is really scary and then there's another one with like living dolls coming at you when you're sleeping how can you imagine yeah and then we, there's... we've got an author which we're not going to name right now but a, an author of a book that's um really big on astral projection which and, i'm and so excited about that dreams so cool. and stuff like that and so we're going to kind of pick his brain because he's going to be great and he's got uh, great reviews on his book and everything. We haven't read his book yet, but we'll go, we'll dive into that book and read it and have a little more knowledge on that before we talk to him. So that'll be fun. And then you guys remember Raven? We're gonna have him back on. Um, he's had some of those like um, you know extra dimensional being experiences, and he's got ghost experiences. We got to talk to him about. So. And I have somebody else who's gonna talk about some alien experiences that they've dealt with, and we're gonna talk about our alien experience that we haven't really talked about on the show yet. Yep. That really changed our lives. That was literally what a year ago, year and a half ago. And I still have these weird after 
aftershocks of that experience like Same. where with sound know, it's sound sound, wave. sound yeah exactly. exactly so we'll talk about it i know we sound crazy but thank you guys for being a part of it and uh next time you guys have your ticket because you're gonna get ticketed by that grim reaper that's on the train because he's been going around and ticketing people if they don't have their ticket so hey if they don't if they're not uh, if they're not on board with these topics then they get kicked off you know that's kind of how it works dang but, no we we're really excited that you're here with us and and uh, please spread the show. Um, if if you're brand new to the show, like and subscribe and follow us. You know, depending on which source you listen on. Um, some of them are follow, some of them are, are subscribe. But yeah, share the show around if you like it. You know, give it. You know, say hey to your friends and family. Yeah, just listen to this new show. It's pretty cool. A lot of you might find us just annoying because we ramble and stuff. But you know, that's okay too. It's not for everybody. But um, definitely share the show and and we appreciate you being on, along for the ride for sure. Stay creepy, my friends. We'll see you guys next time. We got more in store for you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.